Can you press the PFL Mon button on Guitar One? And when I'm playing, see what it goes up to. What? Go to the very top to gain. And turn it down until it's just clipping into the yellow. So you can take off PFL mod. That should be good. Now. And my mic is fine already. Okay. <laughs> Let's start again then. We were just about done going through one. <laughs> They're doing really good with these old ones that were from before they were born. Oh, come into his presence with thanksgiving in your heart. Sandy's vocal line and go up to right monitor and turn it up a bit please 
we'll go through that okay it's working out with G and and the capo yep. everything's cool okay My God reigns. Okay. Yes, it is. That's the first verse. There's nowhere else that I'd. Oh, there's nowhere else. Nowhere else. There's nowhere else that I'd rather be.
Your batteries are better. to praise him for Johnny. When you come to the yep. end of the second part, we exalt you on high. Go. I love to praise him. 
So come in, come in close this morning. Come into his presence with thanksgiving in your heart. Hallelujah. Come into his presence with thanksgiving in your heart and give him praise. And give him praise. Come into his presence with thanksgiving in your heart. Your voices raised. Your voices with thanksgiving on our hearts. We have so much to be thankful for, so much we can think of as we come before you, Lord, and we just bring praise unto you. The word says that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people, and we come together this morning to praise and worship him. 
our God, our God that is so great and mighty. Our God is great and mighty. And let's just tell him how great and mighty he is this morning as we worship him. Great and mighty is he. can't contain him. The earth and the atmosphere are full of the presence of the Lord. Oh, how we praise you, Lord. How we praise you this morning that you are among us here today. Father, we just earnestly want your presence among us today. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are so good to us so good to us. Thank you, Lord. 
we just love to praise you. We love to be here in your presence of the family of God here together. And we honor and worship your name as we come together. We thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit here today. I thank you, Lord, that you are more than enough for us. And I thank you for your presence. Jesus, I just take authority over any disruption in the praise and worship in this place today. I absolutely take authority over that in the name of Jesus. A spirit of praise and worship will rise in this place today because we want to honor you, Lord, not ourselves, but we want to honor you. There's nowhere else would I'd rather be today them dancing with you as you sing over me. Oh God, you are our strength. You are our purpose. You are our lives. You are everything that goes before us this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We enter into praise with all that is within us this morning because you are so worthy of that praise. Not because I want to hear you, but because, God, you are worthy. And I want to lead this people into honoring you in praise and worship today. Hallelujah, Jesus. There's nowhere else that I'd rather be than dancing with you as you sing over me. There's nothing else that I'd rather do than, Lord, to worship you. So rejoice. Rejoice, be glad, your father and your friend is the Lord, your God, whose rule will never end, I rejoice. 
privilege to come before you in praise and worship, that amazing privilege that we have to come before you. We, it is an honor, Lord, to stand in your presence, to be welcome in the very holy of holies and praise you. Prophetically, it was spoken over us that our praise and worship would create a canopy of praise over this place that would spread over the whole town. And Father, we thank you for that prophetic word. And we want to bring that to pass in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We love to praise you. I love to praise him. I love to praise him.
your moments now and shake hands with your brothers and sisters, hug around the neck, say welcome to church this morning as we praise him together. Thank you, Lord. I love to praise him.
We love to praise your name. We love to come together and give you honor and glory. All the glory is due your name. All the glory is due your name. Oh, Father, as you lead us forward in showing compassion to people, in bringing people into healing and deliverance, for their lives, Lord. I thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit in that. I praise and thank you for that, Lord. I praise and thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh, Worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I'll worship your holy name. Oh, yes, the Lord, oh, my soul. Bless the
the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Oh God, you never remove your faithfulness and your mercies from us, and we worship you for that, Lord. Oh yes, we worship you, Lord. We worship you in the beauty of your holiness this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, yes, Jesus, you are so amazing. And we come and submit our hearts totally to you in worship. 
Oh God, move among us. Move among us this morning. Father, where there is hurt, just come with your presence and minister to that one. Oh God, where there's depression, just come and minister to that one. God, where there's pain in this place today, I pray for the ministry of the Holy Spirit that the healing would occur where there's pain today. Oh, we just worship you, Lord. We come into the very Holy of Holies and we're covered in Jesus' blood and righteousness. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. You have made a way for us to come and be accepted in your presence. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for that. You are so amazing. You are so amazing that you would accept us. You would accept us. You would accept us into your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that our praise rises unto you. Our worship enters your realm. And we are so grateful that, Jesus, you picked us up from where we were groveling and scratching out a living, and you picked us up from there, and you set us on higher ground, and you gave us power and wisdom and an ability to live this life because you're living within us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We come into your presence to sing a song to you. A song of praise and honor for all the things you helped us through. You gave a life worth living, a life in love with you. Just love giving all my praises back to you. You're the Song of praise and honor. 
just say hallelujah. Praise the Lord in your presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We extol your name in this place. We thank you for your gracious love. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your graciousness. Thank you that you are all present, Lord, all loving, Lord. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Lord, our Lord and banner over us. You are our Lord, and we praise you, Lord. We praise and worship you, Lord. We praise and worship you, Lord. We worship you. Oh, how we worship you, Lord. You are Lord. You are Lord. You are Lord. Yes, Lord. We come into your presence to sing a song to you. A song of praise and honor for all the things you helped us through. You gave a life worth living, a life in love with you. And now I just love giving all my praises back to you. You're the father of creation, the risen lamb of God. You're the one who walked away from the empty tomb that day. And you set your people free with love and liberty. And I can walk with you every night and every day. We come into your presence to sing a song to you, a song of praise and honor for all the things you helped us through. Lord, we give you praise and honor. We give you praise and honor this day. How grateful we are to be gathered in the house of the Lord today. Oh, Father, let your blessing rest on our pastor today. As he delivers your word, let it be with your anointing. Let it be with a great anointing today. As we praise and honor you, Lord, in this place. We give you our thanks, we give you our praise, and we give you honor in this place today. stand with me for prayer. Just stand one more time here. Heavenly Father, we just come before you and we just lay our offering in front of you, our offering of praise and worship. We offer that to you, Lord. 
And I thank you, Lord, that your mantle is on our pastor today. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing, for your love for him and his family. God, we just praise and worship you. In complete holiness, we gather together today. And we thank you for your mercies poured out over us. We thank you for your love and your faithfulness, Lord. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. expressing to him how much we love him how much he's worth to us and isn't it awesome to know that the Lord is pleased by our worship he's pleased by our adoration and he reciprocates that and of course we know that uh, we could never love Jesus in the same measure he loved us amen we could never we could never really give back to the Lord that we just given to us. And so, Lord, we just thank you again. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace, that we would be able to be counted among your own. You would you would have loved us so much, Lord, that when we think of your coming. Your coming, Lord, and how you stepped out of glory to come to a world that was marred by sin, a world that did not regard you, a world that rejected and is continuing in many places, many folks, many people's hearts are still rejecting. Yet, yet Lord, you said that you would come, that you came as a babe in the manger, and we're going to be looking at that in Christmas, of course. And, but, Lord, you... You dwelled among us, God in the flesh. And you taught us the kingdom, and you modeled, and you showed us who God was and what he was really like. And you went to the cross on our behalf. And we thank you, Lord, that you took the, the penalty of our sin. You poured out your life for us. You gave, you gave all. And so, Lord, we just thank you for that. We thank you for your love. Greater love is no man than this than lay down his life for his friends. Thank you, Lord, that we are counted as your friends today, counted as your family. We have a, we have a brother. We're in the family. We thank you, Lord, that, you are, that we have a heavenly father and we have a brother, a friend that sticks closer than a brother, in fact. We thank you, Lord, for your love and thank you for revealing that today to a child she could see it tangibly 
that you're here and that you love her and you love us. You love every one of us, Lord. And Lord, I pray this morning that if there's someone that doesn't know you personally today, that God, that they would experience you. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come. We invite you, your, your manifest, your tangible presence to be here. And if there's a heart that doesn't know you, in a personal way, Lord, that somehow today, that today would be the appointed day that they would encounter you and it would be life-changing. Reveal yourself, Lord, today. Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus, we pray. And we ask these mercies in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So good to see everyone this morning. So good to see Cheryl with us today. Uh, um, God bless you, Cheryl. That uh, the Lord continue to strengthen her. And, and uh, we also have a number of, of needs. And I want to just take a few moments before we look into the bulletin. And uh, there's a number of needs. I just want to take a moment to, to, to pray over needs. And, and, uh, and, and not, we don't have to disclose everything, but is there, if there's those here that, that was this morning that would just acknowledge that uh, you need a touch from the Lord. Uh, maybe it's a physical thing. Maybe it's uh, uh, an emotional thing. Maybe there's things in your family that are being, I see some hands going up, and, and there's a, num- num- a number of hands going up this morning uh, just over some of these needs. Maybe there's some folks in, in their families that you have unsaved loved ones. Uh, you have sons or daughters, nieces, nephews. You have brothers, sisters. You have someone in your family that, that doesn't know the Lord, and uh, w- w- could we just acknowledge that this morning as well? Uh, and I see a number of hands going up. So there's a lot of different needs uh, this morning. Uh, so if, if we could just stand together, and, and maybe um, if we could just take a couple of moments, and I know that this is just something that the Lord just kind of dropped in my heart to do. And, um, and if you feel comfortable this morning in grabbing a hand of, you know, maybe get into a group of three or four people, just a small little group, and, and just begin to uh, just to maybe you, you can just dec- disclose whatever the, the general need. It doesn't have to be specific, but if it's just a general need and you want to just share that, just that we can pray together and, and we could just ask and invite the Lord to, to do miraculous things. Uh, how many believe that God is still in the business of doing miracles? God is still doing miracle work. And and so it doesn't matter if it's someone who needs a physical healing. We believe that God still does that. And he still has been doing these things. And so we just want to, to uh, just reach out to the Lord this morning and just invite the Spirit's power and his presence to come and just administer in these areas of need. So if we could just pray together. I'm just going to lead and, and, and those that are gathered and, and just connecting, if we could just pray together. And, and Father, we, we come this morning, Lord, totally dependent. Totally in, in, in need, of, oh God, of, of salvation for those, Lord Jesus, who are in our families, those who are within our circle of influence, those whom we care for, Lord. We ask that today, God, your spirit would speak to their hearts, that, God, that you would begin to work upon them, and that, Lord, that you would show them their need of Christ. Lord, your word tells us that we've all, we've all sinned and we've all gone astray. None of us are righteous in ourselves. And so, Father, we pray and we ask and we invite the Spirit to come into their lives, into, their, into wherever they're at, whether they're at home, whether they're at the coffee shop, whether they're out doing some shopping today, 
wherever they might be, Father, those whom are dear to our hearts, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you'd begin to speak to them, you'd begin to reveal yourself to them, you'd bring others into their pathways that would be able to be, uh, to be able to, to witness and to share the love of Jesus Christ, the greatest news, the greatest story that could ever be told. We ask, Lord, that you'd begin to do that. We also pray, Father, for those right now who are under the attack of the enemy in their health, their, their health, oh God. We, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that, Father, that the Spirit of God would just go forth, Lord, and that, God, that your power will be unleashed in their, in their bodies. We ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus for healing. We pray for, and we come against disease. We come against things that would debilitate, things that would, that would weaken us, things that would, that would play havoc with, our, with, with not only us physically, Lord, but also mentally. Lord, there's those that are suffering, O oh God, right now with a number of different mental things and emotional things and hurts and pains. And Lord, they need an inner healing. They need the Spirit of God to, to just touch them in their hearts. And we pray, Lord, for broken hearts today. We ask, Lord, for those who are in despair, those who are hopeless. We think of the, the, uh, the uh, butterfly effect, the mental health a workshop that's coming up for teenagers. And, and, Lord, there are people that are hurting so badly that they're contemplating suicide. But, Father, we know that that is the devil at work, that is the enemy wanting to snuff out young lives. And so we come against that in Jesus' name. We raise a standard up against it in Jesus' name that... that the enemy will not have his way. The enemy will not have his way. He will not be able to torment. We pray and we just ask, Lord, for deliverance. We pray for the Holy Spirit just to come and sweep into this community. And that, Lord, that you would just do a supernatural work and that people would, be, would, would come to a place where they would acknowledge the supernatural power of God. Lord, we pray for those, oh God, who are dealing with issues in their, in their personal finances. We pray, Lord, that you'd bring jubilee, Lord, to them. You'd bring freedom, oh God. And, Father, we just pray for whatever else, oh God, that we have, may have missed. We just ask, Lord, for each and every circle, every hand that is clenched, Every person that is here, we thank you for this family, this family of believers, and we just ask, Lord, that you just continue to mightily do uh, your miracle work among this people. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And amen. Just a few announcements this morning. Um, of course, everyone trusts you, you received the bulletin, so I'm not going to rehearse every uh, thing this morning, but just uh, want to uh, uh, just to highlight a few things. Of course, uh, Lord, in our giving, and to give back a Lord to the Lord a portion that he's blessed us with. And how many would say they're blessed this morning? How many say you're blessed? Praise God. So let's, let's pray together. But as we receive today's offering, we're believing you for heaven open, earth invaded, storehouses unlocked, miracles created, dreams and visions, angelic visitations, declaration, impartation, and divine manifestations, anointings, giftings, and calls, positions and promotions, provisions and resources to go to the nations. Souls and more souls from every generation, saved and set free, carrying kingdom revival. 
thank you, Father, as I join my value system to yours. You will shower favor, blessing, and increase upon me so I have more than enough to co-labor with heaven to see Jesus get his full reward. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, we're privileged this morning to have uh, Pastor Lance Jakes with us. And uh, Lance, of course, I'm sure many of you know that he is uh, doing uh, mission work uh, as part of the uh, subarctic mission. So if we could just uh, welcome uh, Lance this morning, and he's going to have a few moments to, to share about what's taking place in his, in his neck of the woods. Yeah, God bless you. probably will need this. Good morning. Or is it afternoon? It's it's 12 o'clock, so it's afternoon? No, it's, it's yeah, okay. Wow, it's it's been a while since I've done this, so um, please bear with me. Um, I had some pictures, and I was just going to run through them and, and just let you see what f- the terrain is like and what's for good hope. That's the church. If you want to just hang on. Um, the church has changed since that, but that's what I went into. If you, if you can, like, would, would you want to pastor a church like that? Um, but luckily we had, if you continue on to the next one, I think, oh, a transformation. It's amazing what a paint job will do, eh? Um, I had a few people help, and uh, the Vegreville Church helped an awful lot with this transformation. They sent a team up to put in windows and doors. And and I had uh, some other person put on uh, the siding and stuff like that. But it looks a little more inviting to go into. And, and, and what's on the outside before and what's on the inside is something else, too. Doing things properly. Uh, you can change to the next one. See, we, we, we had to um, uh, have fundraisers. I don't know if you do fundraisers here uh, for things. But if I wanted grants, I had to do a fundraiser. So we had clothing. So we, we started selling a bag of clothing, like a garbage bag of clothing for like five ten dollars $10. You know, so you go in there with a garbage bag and you fill it up and walk off with, you know, a lot of clothing. So I had a lot of clothing. And a lot of it was new. And there's no clothing store in Fort Good Hope at all. So if you could imagine, you have to mail in everything. So you buy and you, it's through the mail and that. And, you know, like a pair of pants can cost you $200. Well, that's probably pretty good if, you know, depending on who you buy it for. But for me to buy a winter coat, um, it costs about $1,200, $1,400. But I need a parka. So, okay, you can carry on to the next one. And then I, I had to get some people to take down the stuff. So, like, demolition. Okay, and that's um, Lawrence. He's not a Christian. He can tell by just what he's holding on to. He's holding on to a little sh- spade. Uh, next one. And that's his son. And I, I've discovered when you start taking off walls, you start realizing what people did before was not right. Um, I, I don't know if you've done demolition before, and you start and you start wondering. And they insulated the inside of the wall, and and Gary's just shaking his head back there. I know what that means. <laughs> yeah, 
You know, it doesn't work. You make little ice cube boxes and stuff like that. Okay, next one. And this is a church now as it stands. Um, that's a that's a transformation that I, I've I've been able to to get um, Vagerville put in the flooring. Oh wait, hold it. Back up one more. Can we go back one? Oh, went too far. Okay, so that, so Vagerville put in the, the 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 flooring last year. Was it last year or year before? It was year before. And I had someone come in and they put in lights and. And now the, the window casings are all done, and, and, and it looks kind of nice. But uh, it looks a lot better than what it did, eh? So, like, I, I, had, I had somebody, I had, I had somebody um, come in who, who, from the community comes in, and he says, it looks good in here. You know, and, and that's exactly what you want to have. You know, like you want someone to, to say, wow, this, this, is, this is inviting. It's warm. It's, it's nice. You don't want to go into a church and say, ooh, this is cold. And <laughs> you want it nice and warm. Anyways, you can carry on. Okay, and that's uh, before we put the flooring in. I had those two backwards. I'm sorry. The next one. We usually have people, um, this is one of the thing, problems I face. Um, we have about 25 people come out to church, roughly, and, and, and uh, I have a meal afterwards, which about 12 to 13 people come in. A lot of them, uh, half of them won't come in because it's a house, but they'll come to the church if we had something in the church. So my idea is to have... Um, it move out into the church to food after after service and and usually I don't know everybody likes fellowship and in time of feeding and stuff like that and this is what I do I, I usually cook every Sunday a meal of some sort and whoever wants to get the first person gets in there they get all the meat and all the food and all the stuff and and, and sit down and they mow down and by the time I get there there's nothing left so I have to cook myself something more but it's pretty nice, but uh, usually, usually I have just just about just enough, you know, always just enough. And if I, you know, it's only once I've ran out. Uh, that's uh, Junior and Tisha. He's a chief now. He comes to church. He's he got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. And his wife. He was down um, to a, a spiritual conference in Edmonton here with um, in in Edmonton. It, it was. Um, a native uh, revival meeting of some sort, and yeah, so they're they're very hungry for God and and seeing what God's wanting to do. They're into prayer and stuff like that. It's really fantastic. Next one, uh, that's Marie. She was picking up stinky wood, and the next one, and that's uh, Mary, and she was picking up stinky wood. Now, I don't know if you know what stinky wood is. Any, they, 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 um, it, it smells when they burn it. And what happens is, is that smell goes onto the clothing. And sometimes when I come down, my clothing smells because I've been working with wood stove all the time. And, and it's just pergonated into my, um, my clothing and stuff like that. So if I stink, I'm sorry. But... Uh, you know, that's what some, some, I should say that to Gary, do I stink? Oh, just teasing. <laughs> okay, and that's, uh, next one. 
this is George. We go out on, and bone, pick up wood and stuff like that. He gave his life to Christ. When he gave his life to Christ, tears rolling down his face. It was, it was just beautiful. He, he was sitting in the back of the church, and, and I was preaching a, a, a simple message on uh, Nicodemus and the life-changing um, force that hit him when God so loved the world, when Jesus said that to him, that touched his heart. And, and, and you can see, if you follow Nicodemus, he was at the gravesides with Aaron of Arimathea, I think it is. If I'm mispronouncing, I usually do. Okay. Um, but something that Jesus said changed his heart. And, 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 and George was sitting in the back of the church, and I say, you know, and, and you, you, you can be religious and have all the right things, but continue you are born again, and you know that you're born again. You know, Jesus never spoke to, like, never, never had a child convert. He always had adults, you know. And it's, it's, it's about being born again, spiritually born again. You can believe in Jesus and know Jesus and stuff like that, but you have to know in a born-again fashion. And that's what George happened. Anyways, next one. This is Chris. He's a nurse, um, a husband of a nurse. And, uh, yeah, I, I just go out with different people. Next one. Uh, that is Lawrence, and I was saving a skidoo from the river ice. Next. That's Robinson. Uh, he's a church go. He killed a chicken there, and uh, he wouldn't share it with me. Next. <laughs> That's his cousin Ronald, and he's he's an alcoholic, and I've been trying to get him off the bottle and into church. So I'm trying. I'm witnessing to him. He's my my work in in progress. Next, that's his father, and he comes to church, but he hasn't given his life to Christ, and he doesn't speak English. He speaks Denike. Okay, so. His wife translates for him in the back of the church. So that's kind of interesting. <laughs> Next. Uh, that's uh, Frankie and, and um, his wife, um, Bella. And uh, that's, a, that's a porcupine that he shot. Okay, next one. This is just people I, I minister to. I, I take them to places uh, on the river. Uh, that's my boat. I usually go up, in, up the river and get logs. Next. That's Charlie. I sunk my quad. Um, I went. I went across a, a, a little, and it was a little deeper than I thought. And uh, I knew I was in trouble when my chin hit the water. Okay, this is true. This is a, I, that actually happened. Uh, I was really, and I had to push it out. I was soaking wet. It's in the springtime, and I was cold. And I got Charlie to go and drag my quad out next and there's me right there on my new quad because the old quad broke because someone drowned it uh, next one ooh people getting stuck in the mud <laughs> that's what the barge the barge comes in and, and uh, the guy backed down a little bit too far close to the river and he got stuck they had to bring in a D9 to pull him out so uh, he just stuck in the mud. <laughs> okay, next one. 
Oh, sugar. How, hey, oh, okay. How many people know how much sugar costs? Could I have a price? How much? How much do you think this is? How much? Someone yell it out. What's the price? Two dollars. Okay, hit the next button. No, that's for two kilos. This is one kilo. Just, just some, some price. Um, anyways, you could stop there for now. Um, how much do you think that the Elmer would cost? It's bean. No, it's uh, beets. Huh? About a dollar. Okay, now if you could imagine this as being... Um, Tomatoes? How much do you think it would be for tomatoes? Would you pay $7 for that? I'm sorry, that's what I pay. Big can of tuna fish, but imagine this was a smaller can. Okay, how much would a smaller can of tuna fish cost? It's usually about $7, $8. Now, if you can imagine, decaffeinated coffee, which we do not get, okay? If you can imagine this being a, a little thing of coffee, how much does a coffee thing cost? It's under $10, isn't it? Yeah. Eh? No. Not anymore. It, it actually came down. Uh, but usually, usually coffee costs in around... It depends on if it's on in the spring in the summertime it's a little bit less okay because the barge brings it in but usually it's in, in between when it's being flowing in um, it, it usually runs between it could run as cheap as eight dollars and as much as twenty nine dollars okay so when 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 the PLC put me put me in there, um, they gave me a base salary, and that base salary is is, is they'll give me twelve twelve I think it was twelve hundred dollars at the time. Now it's up to about eighteen hundred dollars a month, and that covers my food and my living. Anything else is is a blessing, and and I know this church has blessed me quite a bit. With, with financial help and stuff like that. And I really appreciate it. I appreciate all the, the financial things. And, and, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just happy that you, you have supported me in the past. And I, I hope that you will support me in the future. If, if not, that's okay too. But I just want to make sure that you know that I'm grateful. And I'm thankful for everything that you have given me. Because without you, I, I wouldn't have been able to stay up there. Okay, I, I just I, I just can't do it, you know, um, and and one of one of the hardest thing I I have to do is 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 come and, and sh- share, you know, needs that I have financially, you know, just just to make ends meet for myself, you know, and there's other mission stations like I'm a part of the Pentecostal Subarctic Mission, which is. Which is, um, there's five communities or six communities that we're in, and there's three communities that don't have pastors yet. And I, they have been without pastors for five, six, seven years. 
and I, I know that you guys had no pastor for what about a year I, a month nine months with oh you know so there's communities up there who haven't had a pastor for seven years eight years you know and and one of the things I, I would really appreciate if you guys would pray is pray for the pastors to come into the north you know um one of the things I had problem with is it's quite nice, but before that it was a dump, and right now, not my not not the house I'm in now, but I had to move into that house. Okay, and a lot of the buildings need to be replaced in the mission. So when when you're praying and if you if you guys do want to support me or the mission, I would really appreciate it. You know, and I know that God would, and I do covered your prayers. More importantly, your prayers, um, because it is a battle. Um, one of the hardest things is, is the native spirituality. Um, it's a it's a very vicious demon, if I could say that. It, it's it demonic attacks all the time, and and if you guys could just pray for us, if you can remember, just pray that God will bless us with peace and and strength and, and courage. Because a lot of the the, the people who um, who are the spiritual leaders in that church, they they go to the meetings, and 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 they they get attacked all the time by by individuals just driving them low, and and they really need your prayer and your prayer support, and just to be strong, to be strong Christians, you know, just to stand and 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 be strong. Because that's what they need. Because Junior's a chief, but he's got all this outside influences coming at him all the time. And he needs prayer. You know, he, he needs prayer to stand and, and prayer to stand for do what is right and not what is wrong. You know. And, and that's some of the things that, that I face on a daily basis. And I appreciate your prayers myself. If you guys could keep me in prayer, I'd appreciate that. Because it is a battlefield, and it's a it's a mission field too. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I hope that was fine. I hope that helped. Okay, Pastor. I'll sure. turn it back. Sure. Before you go, Lance, if, if we could just if I could have our, our deacons come, our, our our council members. We just we're just going to take a few moments to gather around Lance, and and as he's already mentioned, you know, he's just covering our our prayers and support and. Um, because it's a, it's a work, it's, and it's, uh, you know, the mission is wherever lost people are. Wherever lost people are, and, and people are precious, and, and uh, you know, God, Jesus has died for, for those who are living in remote areas, and, and they're just as precious to, to our Lord as, as we are. And uh, so I'm just going to ask uh, uh, if Brother Ed, if, if, if you would just take the mic, sure. and if you just lead us. Sure, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Father, we know that you are the Lord of lights, that you see all things and you know all things, and that your heart is a heart of love, a heart of compassion, a heart of generosity. And Father, we know that uh, your desire is to see your word spread throughout the world, wherever it may be, Lord, even most high parts of the Arctic, Lord, wherever Lord, your desire is to minister to them in love, that they should know that there is a God who gave them life, that created them, and has a lot more for them, Lord. 
And Father, we know that the enemy of their souls would try to tear away and take away from that. But Father, we stand together as a church, as your people, as your children, Lord. And we ask, O oh Lord, that you would dispatch angels on our brother Lance's behalf and peace Sam, as it were, Lord, up there. And Father, that you would put the sword to the enemy, you would smite the enemy, you would drive them from their midst, O oh God. And Father, that you would bring to them provision, prosperity in all things, Lord, whether it be financial, whether it be provisions, whether it be your spirit, O oh God, that it would in, uh, impart upon them, O oh God, your wisdom, your love, your fulfillment, your all in all, Lord. Father, our heart's desire is to stand with our brother. And we lift him up to you now, Lord, and we ask for your anointing to be upon him and upon those pastors that are up there in peace sound, Lord, to speak to them, empower them, O God, to speak forth clearly with signs and wonders of the majesty of the God that we serve, who is more than able, Lord. Father, we command the false gods to bow their knees in the name of Jesus and that the Lord Jesus Christ would take his rightful place as the reigning heir and king of all, all of those areas up there, Lord. And Father, I pray that uh, the need for those churches that are without pastors, that, Lord, you would draw among the hearts of men and women, O oh God, the, to bring to them a clarity and understanding and a passion, O oh God, to serve you, Lord, and to yield to your will. Father, I know that there are those that are willing. And Father, I know that your heart is to see shepherds in those areas where, Lord, there's no uh, shepherd. But, Father, you can draw them by your Spirit to those places, that they might take their place uh, rightfully as pastors in those areas, O oh God, and help encourage and lead those people. But Father, I thank you for all of that that you're more than able to do. And, Lord, I thank you for what you have done so far to this point. Lord, that you are a victorious God and that you are desirous of doing even more for that area, Lord, and through our brother. And so, Father, can we call upon you this day, Lord, as a people, as a family, as the children of God, Lord, as the heirs to the Most High, Lord, to meet the needs, Lord, of whatever they may be, financial, spiritual, physical, emotional, whatever the need may be, Lord, that your hand is not short. Father, you said in your word that you would be with us always. You would never forsake us. You would never leave us, that we would not have to worry or fear. For fear is not from a God of love, but trust and faith in you, Lord, that you can make these things come to pass, Lord. And so, Father, our desire is to see blessing, and we speak blessing to them right now. We have authority in your name to speak blessing to Lance and to the other uh, congregations up there in his congregation, and we speak blessing in the name of Jesus. Let it be so, Lord. Let it be so, Lord. Blessing in whatever the need might be, Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. Also, I pray, Lord, in a culture such as there, Father, I pray that you would do signs and wonders and miracles, O oh God, to know that there is a more powerful God, a more loving God, a more caring God. Father, that you are more than able to do that, and we speak that forth now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And now, we're not done here. There's, there's just a uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, I speak encouragement. I speak encouragement to Lance, Lord. Bring encouragement to him, Lord. Strengthen him, O oh God. Fill every void, Lord. Let there be light and life. And we command the darkness to go. 
and we speak forth light and life and encouragement, Lord, and Father's strength, that we are mighty in your strength, O God. We are righteous through the blood of Christ. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we, uh, we do thank you for Lance. We thank you for his willingness to, to go into dark places and serve you. And Father, we, uh, we ask for your covering of protection over him. Lord, as they, uh, as they approach the, the time of year where there's, where there's darkness, Father, we ask that you would fill him with your spirit and that you would shine forth your light through him, Lord. And, uh, Lord, we know that leadership is, a, is a, a hard place, and we ask that you would strengthen him to lead. Just, again, anoint him, fill him with your spirit, and strengthen him to, to lead. And the, the chief of the, uh, of the tribe there, we ask that you would strengthen him to, si to stand. We ask that you would put a hedge of protection around him also, that, again, your light might shine forth, and that it would be even brighter in this time of darkness, these months where they do not see the sun. Father, may your light shine forth and draw many to you. And we thank you, Father, that you are, uh, you are a mighty God, Lord. You, uh, we thank you for supplying all of their need, all of Lance's need, all of this church's need, in the name of Jesus. Those who, who need healing, Father, those who are mourning, we ask that you would minister to them and that you would just uh, breathe life into them in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father. You are a mighty God. Well, we know that uh, it takes a lot to, uh, to be able to, to do what Lance is doing. And, um, and I just want to take a, a, an opportunity now that uh, if, if, and if you haven't come prepared for anything, that, that's, that's understandable. Um, but uh, if, if, you had, if the Lord has spoken, spoken to your heart this morning and... Um, and you'd like to give to, uh, to support Lance. If you'd like to do that now, um, I'm not sure if anybody would be, if you think they might be prepared maybe, if someone is prepared. Maybe we could do it after even. Would that be, would that be fine? Just uh, following the service, um, uh, we, hit, we do have an offering plate right at the very back there. And that would just give people some, an opportunity and some time to... Uh, to allow the Lord to speak to them. Because we do want to be, how many believe we need to be generous? We need to be, because at the end of the day, when it comes to the funding of the kingdom, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take, it's not going to be the government that does this. It's going to be Christians who are going to be sowing into the work of the gospel. And uh, Lance, I just really appreciate that, that what you shared about the, the gentleman who was at the back and how being an older man and being able to, to, to see himself in the story of Nicodemus. 
and how the Lord spoke to him and he gave his life to Jesus and how for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son made an impact on, on him. And so I just really appreciate that because, and, and I appreciate what you're doing in terms of reaching, you know, building those relationships and, and just, you know, one person at a time and, and wanting to see them come, come to Jesus. I think it just, that was so encouraging this morning. So, so praise the Lord for your work and your commitment. And we know it's not easy. Uh, so following the service, if, if the Lord puts it on your heart to give, the, the offering plate is right back there. And of course, we don't have to do this just once a, a, in, a, in a while. If the Lord puts it on your heart that you want to support Lance, we, we can be sure that we, uh, we receive those funds and we're able to, to get them uh, to him. Wasn't the church building looking really nice? Wasn't that great? I love, love the flooring. It really, really brightened things up. Um, just a few moments, just going to, uh, not going to preach a long time this morning, um, but if you have your Bible and you want to turn into 1 Samuel chapter 30, 1 Samuel chapter 30, and uh, so I'm going to do my very best to condense a little bit here, but 1 Samuel 30, I want to just speak about taking back what the enemy stole, taking back what the enemy stole, in uh, Chapter 30, 1 Samuel, starting at verse 16, it says, David and his men had reached Ziklag on the third day. And now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and and Ziklag. And they had attacked Ziklag and they burnt it and had taken captive the women and all who were in it, both young and old. And they they killed none of them, but they carried them off as they went on their way. And when David and his men came to Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire, and they were captive. And so David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. And David's two wives had been captured, and the widow of Nabal of Carmel. And and verse 6, notice this, David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. This is his men. Because each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and his daughters. And I like this part here where it says, But David found strength in the Lord his God. And so, Lord, once again we pause and we just want to thank you for your power, Lord, and your presence. Lord, we know that we have an enemy. An enemy who wants to thwart the very purposes and the plans of God. Wants to render us ineffective. Wants to cause us really to be crushed. But Lord, we we recognize that we can draw strength from you. We recognize, Lord, that we can rise above that. And we can can take back what the enemy has stolen. So, Lord, today we just pray, Holy Spirit... That as uh, we look at this text, we look at this account, that, Father, that you would just bring encouragement to each and every heart here today. Every heart, Lord, that may be experiencing despair, maybe momentary sense of, of loss or, pe- or lack of peace, those who might be struggling with fear, anxiety, whatever the case might be, Lord Jesus, we know that, God, there's times when, when we may ebb and flow a little in our faith. We just pray today that, God, that you would, you would just move by your spirit and you bring encouragement and build up this, this body in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
So to lay a little bit of a foundation here this morning, the situation that you'd have to go back to about chapter 26. We find that when you go back a little ways, you'll find that uh, Saul spares, uh, or excuse me, that David spares Saul's life. We know that Saul was jealous of David. We know that Saul was rejected by God to be king. We know that David had been anointed by Samuel to be the next king in line to the throne. We know that David was God's choice. And Saul was jealous of him and tried to kill him a number of times. Then we come into to a chapter 27 and, and David decides to escape the land of the Philistines. The reason was very simple is because maybe next time Saul wouldn't, or he wouldn't be so fortunate himself. Maybe Saul would, would, would get him and have the opportunity to kill him. And so we come to a point right now where David takes about 600 men. He goes down to Gath. Now we, we remember that it was David who killed Goliath. We know David and, and, the, and, the, and the giant, right? The five stones killing Goliath. Goliath was the champion. And so we find that David and, and his two wives, and, 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 they, and they go down there, and so they're into, into a bit of a dilemma. And the dilemma is, is how are they going to survive when they've got all these mouths to feed all these people to take care of. And so what happens is that David and his men, with all of their smaller supplies, how are they going to survive? So they cut a deal with a king, and the king of the city of Ziglag, and provisions, give them permission, provisions, in exchange for them to serve as mercenaries. And so they were to fight on their behalf, their enemies. And the closing of chapter 27, we find that David serves the Philistine king as his bodyguard. And when we go into chapter 29, we've got a battle that's brewing between the Philistines with, with Israel. And here is David and his men. They're marching at the rear of the Philistine army. And this made them, the, the commanders of the Philistine army very nervous because they feared what would happen is that David would double-cross them and attack them from the rear. And so, to make a long story short, the king sends David and his men back to the city. And that's where we pick it up in verse, or excuse me, in, in chapter 30. And when you go into verse 1, it reads this. It says, And David and his men reached Ziglag on the third day. So here they, now, you've got all these men. You've got them going back to the city. And it's a long journey, 50 to 75 miles or so, so scholars say. And it says, now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziglag, and they took, they attacked Ziglag, and they burnt it, and they had taken captive the women and all who were in it, both young and old. They killed none, they carried them all off, and they went on their way. So I want you to get this picture. Here they were, they were serving these, these mercenaries. They are sent back to the city, but while they were off fighting, the enemy comes in, and look at your home. I could imagine for a moment, if you just stop and you just get the picture, could you imagine here you are approaching the city and you likely see the smoke rising from the horizon. And this is where you were stationed. This is where you were. Your families, your home, your food, all your possessions are there and there's smoke rising 
from the horizon. And here is David and his men, 600 of them. They had just went off. They were serving off into battle. Can you imagine for a moment when they were going off and they were hugging and they were kissing their wives and children goodbye? With no idea what was going to happen when they went back. Three-day journey. Smell of smoke in the distance. And as they get closer, they could see the smoke and the ashes rising from the city. And here they were, tired, hungry, and getting this picture in front of them. Can you imagine how they would have felt here? Everything was in ruin. Everything was destroyed. All it is is smoke and ash and cinders. And everything is gone. They're, they're likely going through this. Can you imagine for a moment? You're going to the city. You're rushing through and there's ash and there's smoke. And everything has been destroyed. And you're rushing, wondering where your wives, wondering where your children were. And they're nowhere to be found. How would you feel? What would be going through your mind? Because there's nothing but ruin here. But can I say, that, folks, that this is an example. This is an example of what the enemy of our soul desires to do to each and every one of us. We have an enemy. Do you believe that? An adversary. And that adversary seeks to kill and to destroy. That when you are off doing whatever that it is, maybe you're off doing some battle somewhere, maybe whatever that it is that you're doing, I want you to understand that when your back is turned, when your back is turned, the enemy will rush in when your defenses and your guard is down. And he will come in and he will raid and he will loot and he will plunder, and he will burn, and he will set your fields on fire. He will steal your joy. He will steal your freedom. He'll steal your song, your praise, your peace, your purpose. That is what the enemy will do. That's the business that he's in. He will steal and rob the plans that God has for you. The plans that God has for your family. The plans that God has for your church. And he will want to leave nothing behind except ashes and dust and smoke. It's a picture of the enemy. And folks, that is what the enemy is all about. That's what he desires to do. And this is the important thing we need to understand is because when we have our backs turned, when we are looking the other way, he will want to do that. And folks, we've seen this many times, not only in families, we've seen it in churches where when our backs are turned, the enemy will try to rush in and he'll try to get in. Maybe even by words of gossip, backbiting, moral and ethical failure. And when these types of things happen, I want you to know that the enemy has had a field day. I've seen it in churches where, more, where there's been, the morale has been low, the joy has been gone, distress 
is there, despair. And this is, this, this is the reaction. This is what we see happening in the lives of David and his men. In verse 3, when David and his men came to Ziglag and they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive, the Bible says in verse 4, so David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. I don't know about you this morning. I'd say this is a pretty appropriate response to what was taking place. The reason why they were weeping is because they had no idea where their family were. They were in distress. They were in despair. They felt hopeless. They felt hopeless. So, friends, we have to be careful. Because there is an enemy that wants to do that not only to us, he wants to do that to our congregation. And here they were, they were, they were weeping until they had no strength left. Why? Because the enemy had came in. He invaded their household. He had stolen away their families. And folks, can I say that while if we have our backs turned, the enemy does the same thing. We've seen it over and over. Sons and daughters wayward because the enemy has came in came in through influence, came in through humanism, came in through all sorts of, all sorts of means, and ending up taking them captive as slaves. So here's David and his men, and they are weeping. Their strength gone. Why? Because they're broken. They're broken and they're burdened. Now, this is bad news, by the way. What I like about this is there's going to be good news. It's coming. Just bear with me for a moment because I'm painting a picture. So they are broken and they're burdened. And they are weeping. This is not an exciting scene. This is a tough scene. But can I say that there are seasons even in our lives where we, there will be circumstances that will be so dire that it will drive us to the place where we need to be broken and we need to weep for what's happened. I remember when there were times when the church would recognize what was taking place and how the enemy was at work and it would drive the, it would drive the church to a place to intercede and to call out to God and to ask God to redeem and ask God to restore and ask God to, to do his work. It's a time to cry because they were in anguish. And it says that their strength, that they wept aloud. I mean, these are men. These are fighting men, weeping until their strength is almost gone. But here's the good news. See, this is the bad stuff, but then the good news comes. Because here they are, they're weeping in their, in their, in their distress, but all of a sudden things begin to change. There's a turning point in the game. The TSN turning point, I like to call them. Because after a while, the weeping, I like this part, David found strength. Remember, their strength is almost gone, but all of a sudden now something begins to happen. The atmosphere begins to change, and the Bible says that David found strength in the Lord his God. Strength began to come. Now, folks, I want you to understand something. David could have rolled over dead and said, this is it. 
It's over. He could have given up. He could have sat down. He could have sat on a pile of ashes. He could have heaped ashes over his head. They could have mourned and mourned and mourned. They could have mourned for days. But all of a sudden now strength begins to come into David's heart. All of a sudden now, instead of being bitter and being in a pit of hopelessness and despair, that David begins to have strength. Strength. No longer has he lost his fight, but all of a sudden now David is saying, no, no, oh no, guys. This isn't it. It's not over until it's over. Amen? It's not over till it's over. And all of a sudden, David now, in the middle of all of the ashes and all of the weeping and all the mourning, he gets up, he rises up out of the ash heap. Now, how did that happen? Well, I don't know about you this morning, but there are times when you praise and you worship God and you shut in with the Lord, and guess what? All of a sudden, the, the Lord begins to remind you of why he's good. Have you ever noticed that? That as you begin to sing songs of praise and you begin to worship God, that all of a sudden the Holy Spirit begins bringing back to your memory things that God has done for you. Have you ever experienced that? Oh, Lord, you're good. But you know something? I know you're good because this is what you did in my life at a certain time. I know, God, that you supply all my needs because I had a need in my life and you supplied it. All of a sudden, things begin to come back to your memory and God begins to put a totally different thing into your heart and into your mind that it it doesn't matter your circumstances because the inside is changing. Now, all of a sudden, instead of the weeping, you're beginning to get the strength. Amen? Amen? And I'm thinking to myself, maybe, and I'm going to use my imagination for a moment here, if you can let me do that. Maybe David, he started thinking about God's love. Maybe he began to be strengthened because he knew that God was a God of love. Here they are at this total, it seems like a total loss. But all of a sudden now, he's thinking about the love of God. He's thinking about the love of God. He's thinking about maybe the calling and the promise that is upon his life, thinking, oh no, 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 this isn't the end of the story because God has anointed me as king of Israel. Therefore, I have a future and that future is bright. Maybe he began to think about all the different past deliverances that God had brought him through. Remember the lion and the bear and the giant. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's beginning to remember maybe God's love, his promises, his calling, his past deliverance. And he say, oh boy, guess what? I've been in terrible spots before. I've been, I've been in places where it just seemed like this was it. This was the end of the line. But guess what? I've seen where God's hand of deliverance. He delivered me from the lion. He delivered me from the bear. He delivered me from the giant. And praise God, he can deliver us from this situation too. Amen? So what's the application here, folks? The application is that we can be encouraged this morning because according to what Scripture says, it says for all things, even the the good, the bad, and the ugly, all things work together for what? For good. All things. 
Not just some things, all things. And there's some things that are good and there's some things that are bad and there's some things that are just plain ugly. But the Bible says all things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. I want to ask you this, this morning, do you, do you believe this morning that God loves you? Do you believe that he's promised something for you? That he has a plan and a purpose for your life? Do you believe that if God can deliver you in the past, he can deliver you today? Because he's the same God as he always has been. So the first thing that David does, three points. Here's the thing that David does. David takes the first step in taking back what the enemy stole. And that is he got up. He gets up. He gets up from the ashes. The second thing is, is you got to look up. So you got to get up and you got to look up. Look at verses 7 and 8. Then David said to Abathar the priest, the son of Abimelech, Bring me the ephod. And he brings it to him, and David inquires. Listen, this is what he does. David inquires of the Lord. Shall I pursue the raiding party? Will I overtake them? So very, very quickly, David goes from getting up to looking up. He inquires of the Lord. How many know how important it is to inquire of the Lord that when we need to be doing something big, big decisions, we better make sure that we're, that we're getting the right download. We're tuned into the right frequency. We're getting, the, we're getting the orders from headquarters, amen? And so David knew it wasn't enough just to draw strength and courage. He, he needed to check in. He needed to check in with heaven. A.J. Gordon said this one time, he said, you can do more then pray after you have prayed, but you can never do more than pray until you have prayed. John Wesley said, God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. Hudson Taylor said this, he said, the power prayer has never been tried to its full capacity. If you want to see mighty wonders of divine power and grace wrought in the places of weakness, failure, and disappointment, Let us answer God's standing challenge. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou hast, or excuse me, thou knowest not. So that's what he did. He inquired of the Lord, and there was an answer that came. Look at verse 8. Pursue them. He answered, and you will certainly... Certainly, I like that word. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. So David just didn't get up and get the strength. David looked up. And because David looked up, David moved out. He did something. He acted upon it. Look at verse 9. It says that David and his 600 men in their pursuit of the enemy. So he spent the necessary time on his knees. Folks, there are seasons that's what we need to do. There are seasons when we need to go to the Lord and we need to pray. And we need to ask God for his power. We need to ask God for his presence. We need to ask God for resources, his favor, his mercy, all these things. But then there's times when we need to do something about it. 
there's a time to act. So he gets a word from heaven, and now is the time to act because, folks, we can't experience a restoration of what is lost. We can't take back what the enemy has stolen just by sitting there and hoping and waiting for it. We've got to go after it. The only time you'll ever see success or restoration coming before work is when you read it in the dictionary. Our salvation and our restoration, how many understand that there was a work of God on the cross? That Jesus did a work on the cross to bring our salvation, to bring our restoration, to bring our rescue. And the Lord knew that we would certainly be rescued. Jesus died upon the cross for our sins, amen? He knew it would certainly succeed. And so God gave the children of Israel the title deed, but folks, we know that they had to work for it, they had to fight for it. God gave Nehemiah the things that he favor. If you read it in, in, in the first few chapters, that God gave Nehemiah favor. He gave him everything he needed to rebuild Jerusalem. But how many know that they had to actually put their hands on the bricks? Amen? They actually had to do physical work to rebuild the walls. And so in verse 16, it says, And he led David down. And there they were scattered over the countryside, eating and drinking and reveling because of the great amount of plunder they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from Judah. And it's verse 17, look, it said, David fought them. He fought them from dusk until evening of the day. Now, folks, can I just tell you that if you're going to fight somebody for that long, you ain't just getting some, you just didn't go to the gym that day and get your muscles all ready for it. You're not, you're not just taking some steroids. This is, can I, can, I, can I make a suggestion that this is probably supernatural strength coming right now? You know why? Because he's anointed. He was anointed of the Spirit of God that came upon him from the day forward before he even took out Goliath. And I bet you that the anointing of God was upon him to take care of the enemy that day. From dawn and from dusk until the evening of the next day, it's a lot of swinging. And none of them got away except 400 young men who rolled off on camels and fled. And in verse 18, it says that David recovered everything. I only heard one, 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 somebody happy there. That's right. The Bible says he recovered everything the Amalekites had taken, including his two wives. Nothing was missing, young or old, boy or girl, plunder, or nothing else had been taken. David brought everything back. He took all the flocks and the herds and he drove and his men drove them ahead of their livestock saying David or excuse me this is David's plunder. And the scripture says that David went into the enemy's camp. He walked all over that camp. He walked all over. He everything that was taken. He got it back. He got his wives back. He got his children back. He got his herds and his flocks back. He got everything back. Can I ask the question this morning to all of us? What has the devil stolen from you? What has the devil stolen from you? Can I, can I say this this morning that, that some people give an awful lot of credit to the devil? Oh, he's a strong man. He's a strong man, all right. 
But the Bible tells me that we serve a stronger man. A stronger man. You see, just when sin comes in and everything seems to be lost, just when there's betrayal and deceit and murder and the loss of intimate fellowship, how many understand that, that God steps in and he says, guess what, I can fix that. I can send my son and I can fix that. And everything begins to change. And all of a sudden now the kingdom of God has come because of Jesus. And guess what? He's plundering the enemy's camp even as we speak. He's plundering the camp, folks. When we see people in the mission up north sitting in the back of the church and all of a sudden there's a message about Nicodemus and they're in the kingdom of darkness at, before, but guess what? When they're born again, they've been plundered out of the kingdom of darkness. Things are being restored. Amen? When you see, uh, and I've heard stories of, of men who were alcoholics and they abused their wives and their families and they went to church on a Sunday night to make fun of all those people that they thought were holy rollers and chandelier swingers and guess what happened? They went in to make fun. They went in, they went in to, to poke fun at all these but guess what? They walked out, changed, transformed, plundered, plundered from the kingdom of darkness brought into the kingdom of the beloved son of God. He's still in that business when people are being healed. When people are being set free, he's still in that business today of, rest of restoration. Amen? And in Luke 11, Jesus said this to the Pharisees. He said, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Meaning, meaning, the stronger man is here. The stronger man is here. Someone more powerful than the enemy who likes to come in and raid and plunder and burn and put things to ashes. But there's someone stronger that has come in. He's the one that we call our Redeemer. He's heaven's champion. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. And he's the one who will come in and he will plunder the enemy's camp. And he can bring restoration. He can help us bring back everything that was lost. Could we stand this morning? Could we stand this morning? Praise God. Folks, can I, can, I, can I just encourage us this morning that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The Bible says that we are more, what, than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. We are, we are over. Comers, amen. We are on the winning side. Our, na our names are already inscribed on the, on the cup, man. We've already got it. And just like he told David when he inquired of, of the Lord, pursue them. Pursue them. For you will certainly overtake them and you will succeed in the rescue hallelujah amen you believe that today hallelujah I love that that was awesome certainly overtake them so church as we stand this morning it's time that we get up out of the ashes it's time that we look up and it's time that we move out could we, Sandy could you come back to the piano this morning see some of us today you needed some encouragement. I hope you got some encouragement. 
And I hope this morning that you, that even though there's been situations that's been battering you, that you're saying, listen, I'm not going to give up on my calling. I'm not going to give up on my purpose. And I'm here this morning, and I know that there's been times when the devil has ripped me off of my joy. He's ripped me off of my peace. He's come into my family. And he has, look, I know that the devil does these things. We have had women in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, who had prayer on names on Bristol board. Mile long, and they were praying on Sunday afternoons. And you know why they were praying on Sunday afternoons? Because those names that were on that list represented what the devil had done in their families. And guess what they did? They came to a point where they said, you know something, enough is enough is enough is enough is enough. We're going to battle. We're going to intercede. And we're going to see them rescued. And what do they do? I mean, I'm going to tell you, folks, that these women got into the prayer room and Christiane can testify to this, that it would be like 6.35 on a Sunday night, and you could, if the devil was in that room, I can tell you, he was getting swords and spears and stones and everything thrown at him. And they didn't quit. Because they knew that they had an enemy that came in, but this time they were going to get up, they were going to look up, and they were going to move on it and see the Lord bring deliverance and restoration. What, is the, what, what, is, what has been lost? What do you need to get back this morning? What, 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 what is it that the devil has plundered in your life? What has he plundered maybe even in this church in days gone by that we're saying, Lord, this, today is the day that we're going to declare prophetically that this is going to be a time when we are not going to stand for the work of the enemy because we're going to go into the enemy's camp. And, and it, maybe you guys know this song. I don't know, but we used to sing a song back east. Where they say, oh, I went into the enemy's camp. You ever hear that one? I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me while I went to the enemy's camp. And I took back what he stole from me. Well, Satan is under my feet, right? So you got to get up if you're going to sing this one. I know right now my wife's thinking, what is he doing? Because you really got... See, the only way... You, you, can't, you can't stomp and sit at the same time. Right? Well, I went... Or, were you changing the key? Beast camp. And I took back what he stole from me. I took back what he stole from me. I took back what he stole from me while I went to the enemy's camp. And I took back what he stole from me oh satan is under has, is, they get the do i have their words right he's under my feet he's under my feet he's under my feet he's under my feet oh he's under my feet he's under my feet we get no jumpers in here went the enemy's camp and i took back what he stole from me what he stole from me took back what he stole from me while well, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me he's under my feet 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 I think that's how it goes and I took back what he stole from me took back what he stole from me oh 
took back what he stole from me. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Oh, Satan is under my feet. I think it's how it goes. He's under my feet. Do we have the words? He's under my feet. Do we have the words of that? No. That's so old we can't even find the words on the internet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sure. Hallelujah. Do you believe God can restore? Is he a God of restoration? Yes. Is he a God of redemption? Is his arm too short? Huh? Is his arm too short to deliver? Yes, God. Yes, God. Praise God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. I preach myself happy and I preach myself sweaty. <laughs> Praise Jesus. You got another song? Mighty is the Lord. Great and mighty is He. Put your hands together. Golden glory, radiant splendor. Great and mighty is He. Great and mighty is He. Great and mighty is He. Clothing glory. Redeemed our lives and he reigns on high. Great and mighty is he, great and mighty is he, both in glory, great in splendor, great and mighty is he, great and mighty, great and mighty is he, great and mighty is he, both in Father, we just ask your peace over everyone as they go today. Father, and just remind us often this week of how wonderful our God is, how everything can be taken back from the enemy in the name of Jesus. Our God is watching over us, and our God will make us successful as we go toward the enemy's camp and take back what he stole from us. Yes, Lord. And all the honor and glory goes to God for the victory in the name of Jesus. Be blessed as you go this week. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. <laughs>